0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shout Cheever Golf Podcast. This is episode number five that we've hit on already, and it was a huge weekend in golf that we just wrapped up with. It was President's Cup weekend. Uh, we told you guys at the end of the last episode that we would wait and hold off for the this episode that we're currently recording to wrap up the President's Cup. So the President's Cup is officially wrapped up. We have everything all settled. We have all the storylines that we need to talk about. But what we have to talk about first, the biggest story in the President's Cup, Is is I'm not sure for our true listeners in episode one, Caleb and I predicted, took four players, two people from each team, the American and the international side, and we picked uh, you know, who would have the most points, point total, straight up. And Caleb, I'm gonna turn it over to you. I don't know who won. Um, sorry for, for the listeners that I haven't I wasn't diligently watching this, netting the points up, but genuinely I don't know who won. Caleb is gonna take it over. He does know who won. He looks grim. Which I'm happy about. What happened, Caleb? How do you ra- how do we wrap up?
1: Uh, well, uh, first of all, you know, welcome back to everyone, all of our loyal listeners, and um, we do have to iron out a few things before I go into the results. We have to decide, uh, since you haven't seen the results yet, mm. are we going highest point total? So, so most points won. Yes. Or best record. No, most points won. Okay. Mm-hmm. So somebody goes out and they lose all their matches. But they also they have three losses, but two wins. That's better than the person who had one loss and one win.
0: Yes, in your mind, it's points earned. Points it's a, earned. It's a, it's a points. Is it not? Is how how is the president's cup calculated? Most uh, what wins?
1: No, well, no, no. It's most points wins the Come president's cup. But also, if you're out there all the time losing, mm. you could have more points because you went out in every session, but how many you weren't that good you for your team.
0: Mm. How many points you earned?
1: Okay. First, we're gonna go over Frank's team.
0: Unless I lost that way. So, for
1: those of, those of you who have been with us from the beginning, we say thank you and sorry. Mm. Frank's team was led by Adam Scott. He also had Mark Leishman. That okay. was his international time. Mm. And on the American side, Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau. Oh. Really strong team. So, Adam Scott had a record of 2-2-1 two, two, and one on the week. Leishman had a record of one win, two losses, and two ties on the week.
0: So now, correct me if I'm
1: wrong, but that's four and a half points total earned between those two, correct? Correct. Got it. Then we have Justin Thomas, who is your rock star of your team. Mm-hmm. Three wins, one loss, and one tie. So three and a half points. Perfect. And then you have uh, second fiddle, although he's much better shape now getting swole Mm. DeChambeau had zero wins one loss and one tie
0: cool we'll take that thank you Bryson
1: so I think that gets your total to eight and a half points thank you great job out of four guys next up Caleb's team Um, obviously we did this way before we knew about all this controversy yeah my American team was led by uh, Patrick Reed okay whoops and patrick Cantlay. so two patrick's patrick reed went one three and oh mm. so, so one win so he had one point Cantlay went three two and oh wow okay so three points out of patty played five matches too huh yeah pretty got good. out there a lot very nice so it all comes down to say seg- what were we at uh four points for me yep three plus uh one is four hmm. And now we have two players left. Hadwin, Adam Hadwin, was my next pick. He went one, one, and one. So he didn't get out very much. One and a half points. Okay. So for those of you keeping track at home, we're at five and a half, eight and a half? Uh, Correct, yep. Eight and a half, five and a half. Yes. Eight and a half good guys, five and a half, Caleb. My last pick was Hideki Matsuyama. Mm-hmm. And he went two, one and one. So he got two and a half points. So I believe, if my math is correct, uh, Caleb got second place mm-hmm. with eight points. And Frank got first with eight and a half points. Now, um, it was fun.
0: It was a... Uh, you just have to get better, man. You just have to do more research, I think. I think it's a research issue. I think it's a... Um, I don't know what it is, but that half point obviously turned out to be crucial. Bryson, you were teasing him for his display. He got a crucial half point in the singles that we didn't know how how crucial it actually was there down the stretch for Bryson. Well, same, that was it.
1: Same with Leishman. You had mm. you had two guys in the last like two groups. Who, yeah, pick up halves. Um, who got those halves, and that's the difference in the event. Yeah, and um, you know, I have two years to think about it and try to get ready for twenty. 21. Yes, and um, I think by then I'll be ready.
0: All right, cool, man. That sounds good to me. So again, just to wrap that up, from our our diehard listeners from episode one, uh, the kid took the crown there, eight and a half to an eight and a nail biter. Uh, we'll get that graphic up for you guys. Hopefully that graphic one. Whoo, and then right back down. Very nice graphic. Sorry for our our podcast listeners. Now, let's move on to the actual Presidents Cup. Okay, we have to lead off with Big Cat. Okay, now a great question that Tiger was asked. Uh, over, no, actually, I'm sorry, Caleb. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. For those of you who do not know, the U.S. team won the President's Cup. They won the President's Cup. We were down two going into singles. The boys rallied, uh, as predicted by a lot of people. Once it came down to the singles, uh, our team was just a little too deep. right? We, we, we wound up winning. What was the final score of the, Caleb? Do you know the President's Cup final score?
1: President's Cup. Final score 16 14. So 16 14. It
0: was a two point swing. Okay, very good. So now again, the singles match came down to that. Boys did well there. Now they were led off by the GOAT. Okay, Tiger Woods went out there. Uh, He made quick work of Abraham Answer, answer, who called him out in Spanish a couple weeks back. I say in Spanish because when I was reading the quote before, it was in Spanish and unless it was for all the news stories talking about how Abraham, Abraham Answer called him out, uh, I would have not known that translation. I'm going to get Abraham down, Pat, too. I gave him an E, I think, a
1: couple times in a row. Abraham, I'm trying to go with. You, you made it really fancy. Yeah, a couple and, times. I'm trying um, to spice it up. No, I, I think... So, uh, Abe answer, mm. call him. Thank you. Um, has lived in America, I think, most of his life. Okay. And then chose to play on the international team because he was born in Mexico. Mm. And... The quote that I saw, which I think it's been taken out of context a little bit, was that he wanted to play against Tiger understanding that that's like the greatest arena and he could learn the most from that. Do you want the quote? I do. I would Again, he said it in Spanish. I'm not gonna, I'm not going
0: to take that on. No. I would like to play against Tiger, but the truth is that our objective is to do everything we can to win. Winning a match in the singles would be very special. So we need to try to get the cup.
1: Yeah, so it was not I, – I I think some people are saying that he kind of um, instigated something. I, I don't think that was the case as much as he was saying, I'll play against Tiger. Yeah. I would like to. Mm-hmm. And I like that mindset of to compete against one of the all-time greats in that format. What an honor that would be. Absolutely. And if you lose – everyone thought you were going to lose probably and then if you win somehow that's the kind of story you can tell your kids about the rest of your life Mm. so i i have a lot of respect for abraham going after um that match and wanting it and the other thing which you know for those of our listeners who watched Mm. abraham played great this week i mean he might have been the hottest player on the team Mm had he not run into Tiger that last match. And he played well against Tiger that last mm-hmm. match, too. So I think it was um, pretty cool. He was 3-1-1 one and one on the week. So had he beat Tiger, he would have had the most points um, for the week. He actually tied for the most points for the week with Justin Thomas and Sungjae Im, which was um, you know someone who I might be picking in two years. He played really well.
0: Yeah, he got a lot of good
1: tape on him now.
0: You know, We didn't know a lot about Im going in, but... He'll be
1: a he'll be a dark horse come twenty twenty one for sure.
0: Now the thing about answer, which I don't. Now, as much respect as you have to have for a guy like Tiger and the guys that have come before you, you're still a professional golfer, right? So you're not gonna you're not gonna openly admit that there's someone out there that you're afraid to take it on, you know. And again, like you alluded to, if anything, you want the challenge, right? If you beat Tiger, it's a great thing. If you lose to him, well, then maybe you'll start talking about how it's Tiger Woods. But leading up to them, I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy saying. I'll take on whoever you put against me is what I do. You know, It's not us going out there you know, trying to be giddy over Tiger Woods and playing with Tiger Woods. This is his peer.
1: I, I think it's where high-performing athletes differ from the rest of us who sit on a couch and watch high-performing athletes where when they see obstacles or challenges, they run after that. They go for it. And the rest of us as athletes tend to – sometimes take the easy way out Mm -hmm. low hanging fruit you know if we have a club event i could see a player saying well let me get the guy who's not playing well because now i can win my match i can walk around afterwards saying well i did everything i could i won (laughs) my match whereas you could be very well respected to try to take down the best um you got to be careful what you wish for yeah but i agree I, i think we sometimes get confused that this is the first time they might have competed on an international team event, but by no means this is this the first time they've played important golf? Have they you know, had to be playing for a living? And that's where you know, even the commentators sometimes, I think, take away from how talented these athletes are mm. and how much they've already succeeded by getting there. You know, There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people working to get towards this level And to get there and perform, um, you know, you hear the stories behind the scenes of what these guys took to get there. Mm. That was more challenging when you're playing out of your car, those kind of things, not sure where your next paycheck's coming from, than competing at a President's Cup where you're flying on a private jet, all all your food's taken care of, all those sort of things.
0: Absolutely. Now, the question that I have for you, though, Caleb, as we talked about our boy Abe there and and him, quote-unquote, calling Tiger out, if we get back to Tiger— Okay, Tiger went undefeated in his matches this weekend. He only put himself in three. Uh, My lead-off question is, I know they got the win, but should Tiger have played himself more, do you think?
1: What was was in his head there to get that balance down, Pat? So it's a world of second-guessing now, Uh, 24-hour news cycle, even though we're talking about this a couple days Mm. after it happened. Um, I think it's really hard, based on the final results— to second-guess at all with Tiger because on how he used himself. That's what I should say. Mm. I think, by all means, all of us as fans wanted to see him out there in the third day um, where he didn't come out and play and set out both um, morning and afternoon matches. That mm-hmm. was disappointing as a fan. But he's a little bit older. It was cold weather that day, and I think he understood – that he's really, in, a, in the team aspect, the two-person aspect, you're playing for a half a point and your partner who you're paired with is playing for a half a point point. Mm-hmm. you guys get one point. Whereas in the individual matches, Tiger was going to be playing for one point. So I, I get the mindset of save me at full rest for my individual match, yep. because that's one whole point I can bring home. I also have a bunch of young players who haven't been out that much let me get them out there and mix them in with JT and some of the other guys who are hot. So I think he made some good strategic moves. Mm. And that was
0: something that I don't think I heard too many people talk about is Tiger. Everyone always says that Tiger's very aware of how his presence makes other people feel right. When he's out there on a golf course, he, the people that are close to him say that he's aware that he knows that he's intimidating the guys that he plays with. He knows what he brings to the table. And I think going off that mindset, Tiger knew that the way to get his guys going after a slow couple, slow start was him right on them being a captain, right? What better influence? What better, um, you know, a lot of the guys say that they won this weekend for Tiger. Tiger being there was, was a lot of their their will that they had not to lose. When Tiger's standing behind you as a captain, in his role as a captain, he's walking the fairways with you. Um, I think it might have heightened their game a little bit, right? If he's playing his own match, he's out there with just JT. Just JT's feeling Tiger's energy that day. Tiger did what he had to do. In the partners matches the first two days, he earned two points. Then he realized his role as a captain and how his presence affects a lot of the guys on his team. And I think so many of the guys alluded to that, saying that him just being around and him being a part of the team really took them to another level. And I think on that day that he realized that his role was to be
1: a captain. 100%. I think that's where it's a really hard juggling act. We Mm. haven't seen people do it in a really long time and most sports aren't this way where you can be a player and a coach, manager, captain. So I think it was awesome the way it played out and we should be very excited and um, feel blessed to get to watch it Um, because I think on all aspects it worked really well. He ended up being able to do the captaincy very well. His co-captains did a great job. Mm. The players, although probably were slightly nervous and, and and were more ingrained in the event because they were playing for Tiger. Yeah. They found a way to get past that and just get to playing golf um, in the nick of time. You know, I, I think that's where these events where they come down to the last day and it's individual matches, there are a lot of points out there. So it makes up for everything that last day. And I think we haven't hit on it yet, but I think we really have to tip our cap as well to the international team. Yeah, for sure. The job that Ernie Els did. With his pairings, um, a lot of young guys on the team who haven't played in these kind of events, they played really well, and some great veterans who played well. You know, Louis Wusthausen mm. played his ball. I mean, it, and it was such a great setting. Love the golf course. Um, Love the concept of hitting greens or fairways, and the ball's bouncing around, and you've got to make some strategic choices, and you can't always just hit for the flag, you've got to hit away from the flag. Um, it, was, it made for great TV. Uh, it wasn't great for my sleep pattern, yeah. sleep cycle, but um, I really loved watching it at home. Is
0: the President's Cup
1: back? And actually, I shouldn't say back.
0: Does it now exist? I'm telling you because really, as, even as a huge golf fan, we're two of the biggest golf nerds out there. I don't know. if The President's Cup was cool, but it never even got close to the feel of the Ryder Cup. And I actually think we felt it going into the President's Cup. There was a little more storyline this year, a little more going on, a little more trash talk. Uh, this is the year I don't, if Tiger's not there, I don't think they win this. Seriously. I agree. I agree. I don't think there's energy around it. I think that the international team just played better for more days. Uh, again, when it came down to the singles, they just didn't have the depth. Uh, but the president's cup is on the map now. I think it was a huge week for it. Are you, do you have a different energy into the president's cup? Are you looking for, I mean, may listen, correct me if I'm wrong. I might not have been, I might've been the only one not as into it, but do you have a different look at it now after this, this year than, than years past?
1: So I think it's still a step off of where we're at with the Ryder Cup. Mm. But the Ryder Cup's been going on a lot longer. So I think what's great about the President's Cup is they've, throughout the years, they've tweaked it a little bit. They've tweaked the formats. They've kind of made it their own event. And the other real upside right now for the event in general is the international squad is getting better and better. Mm. There was a time when it was you know, rather laughable, the team that the international squad would put out. Not at the top. At Mm -hmm. the top, they've had great players for 20, 25 years. But when it got to those mid-level and then lower-level players, they really struggled. And I think, I do hope Ernie Els gets to captain again because one of the big things that we forget about as Americans is with the international team, being from all the different countries, Even communication's hard. So you've got three or four of the people on the team who struggle a little bit to communicate both with their teammates, Mm -hmm. with the coaches, the captains. So there's some art form there, I think, that we discount being Americans uh, compared to these international teams. And I think that's where really strong showing by the international team. One or two breaks goes differently. I think they win the whole thing. And it could have been a little bit of a landslide. It, it was starting to get away from the American team there yeah. um, in the middle of the event. And some great matches uh, on the second to last day to clean it up where it got it within two points. Otherwise, um, we're having a different conversation here saying, you know, is Tiger the right choice to play mm-hmm. and to be the captain? And maybe it's too much on his plate. So, um Much more like a Hollywood ending. We don't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That was a good one. It was a really enjoyable event. It was a cool way to wrap up uh, this whole 2019 season here. And a a couple other notes that I have on it. We've been talking about Tiger a while now, and you just talked about it, Caleb. Was was Tiger a better captain or player
1: in this President's Cup? Which effect did he have more on? So we didn't go over this ahead of time, so I'm going to go out on a limb. I think he takes more kudos as the captain. Mm. Um, Ironically, I think he was the best player on the team as well. Crazy. But to be the captain, he, two or three years ago, after it was announced, started interacting with all the players, hosting dinners, getting them in Jupiter, starting to get almost a roundtable discussion of how should we do this. And I think that's the blueprint that was started now 12 years ago. Um, by Paul Eisinger, where it's very Mm player-driven, and trying to figure out what the players need to succeed, and he started to work with, I think, the PGA Tour and the co-captains to get these guys playing together and get in pairings together, and start to work on almost like friendships. Mm. And so these guys are very intertwined before they got to the event. You don't just have to flip a switch at the event, and I think there's some genius in that. The you know, CEO, time management slash team building part of it. Really cool. And I think he takes should receive more credit for that than just being the best player on the mm. team. And, you know, Tiger has struggled in the past in the, some of these team events. He didn't this time. I think it shows how he's in such a better place mentally. Yeah. And it means more to him. I, I think there's a real sense now that this is one of those few areas where he hasn't been dominant. mm and so as we get to the twilight of his career and we're judging him against Jack to clean this up a little bit and have a couple great team events, um, probably means more to him now than ever.
0: He's a different guy, Tiger. He's a big softie now crying <laughs> on like the 18th green and stuff. And I don't listen. I like it. I think that he's uh, becoming more of a person now singing. We are the champions on the bus with the backwards hat, uh, all buzzed up, which was, which was funny to watch, but he, uh, Again, he's taken on a different form, and I think that he has improved as a leader. Fifteen yeah. years ago, Tiger isn't going to be a good captain of the Presidents' Cup team. I don't think. Right. I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not sure, but he's not. You're not around a team aspect, and he's just ruthlessly individual. You know, uh, which you kind of have to be. Uh, how cutthroat these guys are at that level. Uh, it's a very lonely kind of lifestyle. You're only playing for yourself every week. Uh, but I think that we've seen that really develop in Tiger, and I have to agree with you. I think Captain Woods. Uh, had a big effect on it but then also man, I'm telling you I don't think people realize how imperative that singles match was. Abe Banncer gets that win first thing out there. It's just which is a different feel on the golf course I think I think that that's huge for those events or those just momentum swings It's you can't a problem lose that.
1: It, It's a problem because they only won by two points yeah so you're taking a point from America, you're giving it to the international team and let's be honest if that had happened, that mm-hmm. was the first match out. You gotta believe that impacts the players somehow. Yeah, you know, and um, so it would have been a totally different ball game. And I think, like I had mentioned, uh, answer was playing the hottest of anybody on the international team. Yeah, that was
0: a great win. So for Tiger. it
1: was a big win in regards to um, taking down one of their hottest players. It wasn't yep. just beating someone, it was taking down their hottest player. Yeah, it was huge. It it really set the tone for Sunday, and
0: I think a big reason why they won. Now, I've been trying to stay off this for as long as we can, but we have to touch on Patrick Reed. Um, It was a about as ugly of a weekend for Patrick as it could have been, unfortunately, and uh, we were pretty hard on him, me me in particular on the last podcast about the rules infraction, and I think that he had some of what was coming to him. uh, he, He put on himself, but I didn't see it going to that extreme. Uh, again, for people that don't know, Cat, uh, Patrick Reed's caddy, who's his brother-in-law, a nice, nice little voice crack there. I don't know if someone could just keep a running tally on how many voice cracks that is for me. Uh, maybe we can get like some kind of a clip where we play them all back. Um, I don't know. Puberty's got to be coming soon, in, I think.
1: In video production, we're gonna start to have a little flip chart here. Yeah. And I can just manually do it. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's where. We don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but there could be some videos dropping mm. from this week's podcast, which is exciting, um, so that people can see yeah. what belongs to these beautiful voices. Yeah, for Go sure. Go ahead, though. I'm
0: not going to let Patrick Reed off the hook, though. No. You know, that voice crack could really get me off off track, but I'm going to refocus. Yep. Uh, Patrick Reed's caddy, who is, again, his brother-in-law, was involved in an altercation where a fan uh, just had some really gruesome stuff right in front of him and Patrick's face, and I think he's been hearing it for three days and had enough, and 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 things got physical uh, between again Patrick's caddy and this fan. Uh, Patrick said a couple dumb things during the weekend. Caleb does. Is does K, does Patrick Reed get picked for another team event? Does he have to earn his way on? If he earns his way on, are they going to try and fudge the system somehow so he just cannot come? Do you how do? You, what's so, the
1: deal? So I think there are a couple points here. Um, one is when the. Altercation happened with this caddy. A lot of people were asking me my thoughts. What do you think about this? Can you believe it happened? Well, first of all, I can believe it happened. Yeah, me too. Um, Second of all, if I'm out there in Patrick's shoes, not his shoelaces, just his shoes. Got it. And my caddy doesn't protect me, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a problem with that. So um, I don't see it as a problem on his caddy's part per se. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what happened. It sounds like the caddy was slightly in the wrong because they were driving by in a cart or something like that, and someone had said something verbally, and he jumped out and then pushed the guy, and he dropped his beer. So it wasn't a huge physical altercation. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a fight as much as there was a shove. Um, What I do believe is we as a golf community should get better at these team events of cleaning up our behavior and what i mean by this seriously is we have to you know the next one on american soil rowdy is one thing yep rude belligerent mm-hmm. over the line should not be acceptable and the reason for that i think is it wouldn't be tolerated in other sports so if we one day have the ability to sit courtside at the knicks game and we're hounding and we 're giving it to them the second time it happens, security comes over to us, and we get kicked out, yeah, you just don't do that just for bad language mm-hmm. not 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 physical, just in inappropriate language directed at a player would get us kicked out, yeah, and I think we need to do the same thing with golf. I like it when people are creative with their jabs mm-hmm. I think the the want to be comedian in me and always sarcastic person. I love it when people are creative with their barbs. Um, like the shovel comment, I have no problem with, you mm-hmm. know, Hey, is one of your 14 clubs in the bag this week? A shovel. Yeah. I, I get it. Good. I, I like it. I'm fine with it. Don't talk about his wife. Mm. Don't cross a line with vulgarity. And as someone who has a two year old now at home, uh, shout out to Griff who just turned two this weekend. Big birthday. Um, I'm not okay with going to a golf tournament and people are sauced up and belligerent. Mm-hmm. You, you go there, have a great time, say what you want. As long as it doesn't cross the line where my grandma and grandpa can't hear it. Yeah, it's not personal. And my two year old son shouldn't hear it. And that's where I think we've dropped the ball on that in American soil. Mm-hmm. This was over that line as well. And I think we owe it to clean that up a little bit. Um, and then on the second take, I would never pick Patrick Reed again um, because I think even he showed this week that you can't play through this kind of off-course issues. Mm. You cannot focus enough to get through it. And, you know, to Patrick's credit, he did win his point on Sunday there, Saturday here. Um, But throughout the week, he had to be a pretty heavy load – for his partners in the team competition parts, and it's just not worth it. You know, it's like having a jerk on any other team. You know, do you have to constantly behind the scenes massage the other guys and say, "Well, it's your turn to go out with him," so somebody's got to do it. Yeah, it's just not cool. And um, you know he and Webb Simpson, as they teamed up, it was it was pretty brutal to watch. Yeah, it's the truth. It it the thing that I think people forget is that
0: the they're people that you're yelling at, right? And I know that they have to have thick skin, and they make millions of dollars to play a game, and we're all very jealous of them. And you're gonna yell stupid stuff at them because of it, but you don't. You know, I heard someone yell again. There, there was that shovel comment. That was a good one. But then on the next day, they're yelling. It's only four and a half hours, so you can eat a sandwich. You know. And listen, there's a ch- it's 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 there's a chuckle there, but at the same time, it's like who is that though? Like, does that guy have a job, or like a career? Like, is, are his friends like high five him? Like, that was a sick one, bro. Like, I just. I I think that you have to always be professional. Regardless of what anyone's saying, you have to be professional. His caddy shouldn't have done that. Uh, but it's easy to say from this podcast ter- chair that he should have done that. When you hear your family, which he so happens to be, Patrick and his brother-in-law in the bag, just getting berated for days. And again, we know it's just not about the shovel. It's not about just breaking the rules. It's about how he looks. It's about his wife. It's about just sick things where... It's, and again, it's, it's on us. It's our responsibility as a fan base to just clean it up. And one of Ernie's favorite, my, one of my favorite points from the weekend was Ernie saying, "Yes, it's totally wrong," but he's like, "Were you in New York two years ago? Right? When my guys were getting hounded?" And I, the second that I heard that Beth Page Black is going to host the Ryder Cup, chills went down my spine. <laughs> I'm like, these guys are literally going to be—I don't even know what—it's going to be insane. So, yeah. but I think, welcome to
1: the Thunderdome.
0: I think this week – and, and uh, I love Rowdy, though, because golf – and golf fans love it. They
1: know no one think no. it is they
0: crave it because you can't get it any other week. Who no, are you rooting but, for in the
1: individual? But but the energy is great, and the energy is tremendous. But you don't cross the line. You don't get personal. What are we doing? There has to be – and I think it's what's different is if we go to MetLife Stadium right now yeah. and we sit front row on the field passes. As always nobody can hear us like whatever we say to eli Mm. can't hear it no Mm -hmm. way golf we're in the arena you're a rope away there's a rope we're feet away so we are so close and that's where i think you have to have a different level if you're in a hospitality tent and you're 500 feet away and you know you're with your buddies having beers and you say something inappropriate It is what it is. It's like being at a sports bar. Mm -hmm. It's different in that arena to cross the line. And I think like most things in our culture right now, we like to play the card of, well, you know, two years ago they did this or two years ago. If if it bothered you two years ago, Mm -hmm. it should bother you now. Yes. And you should do something to fix it. Yes. And I do believe that when we host events here Mm -hmm. in the U.S., you have to make an example out of somebody mm-hmm. who's being a jerk, who, and who's crossed the line, and that'll tone people down a little bit. Yeah, and we need to be reminded of that. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's there's
0: a time and place for it. And call me old fashioned, it's a gentleman's game though, man. That's the beauty of golf. There's something different about golf than other sports, where again, be rowdy, be competitive, but this isn't the spot though. This is not like, it's a different game. It's a different animal. It's too. It's not a game where you root against somebody. That's just not how it works. Me, right. Per, I, I I think personally, I'm a big karma guy, big golf gods guy. The second that I even internally root for a putt to miss at my opponent, I know that I have a shank coming up. I know I have one going out of bounds. You no, just I, can't do it, and it's just there's, as much as not I would game. like to believe that. I've mm. seen us
1: play Golden Tee. Yes. I, I've seen you rooting for, you know, slight draw when I was trying to have the big draw. Correct. And so I, I think for the listeners, let's. You know, a little reality check here.
0: Virtually, I'm a ruthless.
1: Okay. Yeah, on Golden Tee,
0: those rules don't apply. Real golf has Correct. different There's rules. something on the golf course. It's different rules. Um, And, you know, it starts – the the way that you stop a clown is to stop laughing at him, right? So if that guy in the stands is shouting, Pat, only four and a half hours so he can eat a sandwich, I don't know. I, I see some responsibility in the guys around him because those, those are his peers. Just being like, wait, what did you just say? Like, instead of everyone laughing and pointing like we're in third grade. Like, I just can't even fathom, like, being the guys around him Like, chest bumping. Like, that was such a burn. Like, get him again on the next
1: tee. Talk about his thighs. No, I I think, well, that's where, so that's where I'll differ is. I'm fine with the poking fun at people. I'm out. I do not want it to cross the vulgarity line, you know, where it's. So he can't curse? He can't. So I think there are some curse words that are totally inappropriate in public yeah. and some you know dang it mm. gosh darn yeah. some other ones that are but pretty see, clean I,
0: I think you could have shoveled them the whole week though I think you relentlessly call him a cheater and these things that he did in a tour setting but I don't know the like guy could have some kind of chubby disease like No,
1: I think it's so easy. There's so much right now.
0: Um There's so many other things to target him for. You no. Know, Leave his love handles the, alone.
1: There's so much easy stuff there. As um, I keep
0: bringing up different qualities about Patrick Reed.
1: Nobody wants to play with you. Mm. You took a different bus here. Mm. You know, just th- there's there's so many things you can do with Patrick Reed and um you know, I I think it's unfortunate and we still have to hit on it. But I, I also like your take that it is a reminder of your actions matter. Yeah. Um, the karma police or golf gods are always keeping score. No doubt. And although this was unfortunate, mm-hmm. this is the bed that Patrick made. Yeah. And for all of those junior golfers who are listening to this or competitive players, um Behave well on the golf course, yep. and you don't have to worry about this. Though. That's the truth. So
0: That's the truth. And uh, work out. Get swole. I guess is the gist of it. So that's a lot on the President's Cup. Wow. I think we covered a lot of it, but I'm actually not done yet. I have one more thing. One more. Because I think we talked about too many cliche topics. I think we talked about what everybody was talking about. I'm going to catch you off guard. That's Hot why tank. I'm, I'm going to lead the way. Okay, I want us to bring up someone that no one is talking about in the President's Cup. Okay, so who we think are the, the stories of the President's Cup that we're sitting here scratching our head going, how is this not getting more airtime and how is this not being talked about more? Now, to lead off, I'm going to go with my boy, Tony Fino. okay? Now, Tony killed it this weekend, to say the least, okay? Tony is a team guy. He's a multi-sport athlete, um, I think these events are going to be where we really see him shine. Now, what we saw on Sunday, this is first ever President's Cup. He was in his singles match four down and came back and willed his win willed a tie. Okay, I was going to say his team, it was himself. He yes. fought a tie out of it and I think guys like Tony Fee now for the future are going to be imperative to say the least now caleb let me tell you i'm going to teach you a lesson here thank you when you're talking about your big winners from the weekend look up the stats before you say it okay oh, yeah. because emotionally 100%. emotionally i loved tony now this weekend i'm saying if i had to pick one unsung hero i was wondering where you're going with it's that. tony now. tony now, caleb how many points did he earned i got one and a half he, he he fought out three halves so i have him a zero one and three now so it's you, better than zero three and one though he got three half points half
1: points count you were going out on a limb for a guy who did not win a point like correct a, actually win a match this whole week so but what did i say no one's talking about him why is no one talking about
0: him <laughs> i probably get it now more so he did not win a point but tony uh i know you're an avid listener to the podcast. You know that uh, you know. I appreciate your will. I appreciate, unlike the other half of this podcast, half points, half points matter, and they especially matter on Sundays in singles match when hideki has got you four down.
1: I just like how this this bit started with yeah. you were going to teach me a lesson, and I'm
0: like Caleb. I know that you're not prepared, but I'm prepared. You take a second, take a deep breath. I hope you have a better one than I do. I actually I'm still confident about Tony. I appreciate you, Tony. I think you're an awesome team player. I think your mojo helped the squad.
1: And I'm, I'm going to throw you a softball. Thank you. So this is me, once again, being the mentor that you could never thank enough mm. as we tape this show right now in the Shot Shaver podcast studio. Mm. And I think you've got to talk about the story on Tung Lee. Because there's only one person on the board for both teams that had zero points. Yeah. And zero points... When, if you're tied on 18, you get half a point. You don't even have to keep playing. Mm -hmm. For, you know, if you had to play extra holes, you could lose, but you don't. If you're tied, you get half a point. And how tung Lee, in the story that we had been discussing earlier, which I think our our viewers, our listeners should hear about, is your chance to give them that nugget of wisdom that you had hoped for and, and to redeem yourself. So I'm going to come one more time. So
0: I talked about a positive influence in Tony Fee now. Again, although it is a points race, uh, he didn't quite make ends meet on that end, but he was a good influence to be around. How Tong Lee seemed to be the opposite. Okay. How Tong, there's an article on Golf Digest, uh, wrote about some some takeaways from the event, and someone noted that Ernie Els had 11 guys to play with this weekend, pretty much. And I don't know what they knew about it, but How Tong Lee. Just did not look right, did not come out to play. He parted ways from his caddy a month ago, the article was saying. Um, he played in one Saturday match because he has to. You have to play in one of the matches besides the singles. So you can't just do that. And he wound up throwing a 41-up on the front nine paired with Mark Leishman. And again, this is probably a, a better story than the feenow story. Uh, but Tung Lee really uh, was a bust, to say the least, and, and, and to... The President's Cup, winning the President's Cup, President's Cup is hard enough as it is, especially as the international side. We could talk about a couple of the hurdles they had to go over. Uh, so when you get your 12 guys there, you'd hope that the 12 guys at least show up. And throwing up a goose egg is is not going to get that done. Zero points earned. At least get us to halves. Like Finau is out here grinding out
1: halves. And I, I think what, what my esteemed co-host met Mm. when he said let's let's go to somebody that are a couple players that no one's talking about yes he really meant Patrick Cantillay and Alexander Schauffele
0: yeah those are two stuff. because
1: those guys paired up uh every every group actually they played in all the sessions they went three and two um which is tremendous and I think those are that new wave of American players Are going to be great not just in the President's Cup but they're also preparing for the Ryder Cup and if we're hoping to have enough players ahead of Patrick Reed we need guys like this to qualify um, by playing so well and I think both of those guys have been really hot throughout the last two seasons on tour at different times of the year Um, and I think as we look to the majors in 2020 we should be seeing some of those guys And um, so hats off to both Patrick and Xander for their great play. And I think that's, by having Tiger as a playing captain, the storyline is really Tiger Mm storylines and everybody else. And the everybody else, I think, has been soaked up a lot by Patrick Reed. And that's been a little bit of a problem. But um, that's where we have to um, really tip our hat to not only Tony Fiannau for all his ties, but also for these guys who actually won points by winning matches. They deserve a little respect. The
0: newest piece of shot shaver merch that's gonna be available ASAP will be Tony Taz. Will be his new nickname for Tony. But again, make fun of me all you want. Tony was a big part of that team. I don't think anyone was talking about him again, probably for good reason. He 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 didn't win any. But um but yeah, Hao Tung Lee was a weird story though. It was very odd. He really didn't show up again that forty one. We've always, we've all been there for that forty one on the on the front ski, but to do it at that setting, uh, he was nervous. He got smoked by Dustin Johnson on Sunday, which you, you could have put the house, the mortgage, the kids, um, on Dustin Johnson on Sunday because that just that just was not happening. And you know you hate to see it, but you know hopefully it's a lesson learned and he comes back in a couple of years here where we'll be prepared with some more picks and hopefully Feenow shows up as well. Our boy. <laughs> now we just talked a lot of Presidents Cup, a lot of Presidents Cup. So what I want to do is for our one last shot today. Uh, Caleb and I are going to talk about a non-Tiger at the Masters moment that we enjoyed from this last PGA Tour season. Okay, It's tough. As golf fans, if we didn't say that was our moment, uh, You know, there's not going to be much better in the history of golf than that one. So we'll skip over that one. We'll, we'll say that that was both of our favorite moments. But I want to get into, again, for our one last shot today, talking about a, something that we love from this PGA Tour season uh, that we're going to take into 2020. All smiles. Caleb, why don't you lead the way? What do you think? Give me something from, from this last season that, that you
1: loved. So I think, uh, as you mentioned, the the Tiger at the Masters, really cool. Yeah. Kind of changed the landscape for the next couple years, I think. And, you know, it's a tremendous story. But if we once again segregate Tiger stories and everybody else on tour, yes, I think where my head is going with this, which I think was an awesome change this year, and I don't think we'll know the real benefits until we look at it two or three years from now. But due to the Olympics and a couple other factors, this was the first year that the PGA Championship got moved back to May, which is where it had historically been. And so now we can go April Masters, May PGA Championship, June U.S. Open, mm. July uh open championship or Mm -hmm. british open as we like to call it sometimes here in the states and then in august we can have the olympics when they happen Mm -hmm. a fall team event the fall fedex cup but it gets the pga championship further away from football season Mm -hmm. and i think it keeps golf on the minds of the sports world so every three weeks four weeks we have a major now i think it was a great change A little bit biased because we had it this year at Bethpage. Yeah, it was awesome. So we were able to go out there a couple days and see it. Next year, it's out in Cali at Harding Park. Um, But we do get the U.S. Open down the street at Wingfoot, so Mm -hmm. that's exciting. And um, as a golf nerd, to have all the majors jammed early in the season, um, it was a big chance that the PGA Tour and the PGA – of america was taking mm-hmm. but i think we're going to look back and say that was a great change so yeah. that's my that's my one last shot
0: i like it i like it may, may pga just got a better rhyme to it too i think that you just had it just flows better something about it a lot cooler
1: than august pga yes when it's you're right.
0: scorching hot you're right so my one last shot and my favorite moment that didn't involve anyone named eldrick was shane lowry when in the open okay he talked story. about that that's a big story uh, somehow was a guy that went. I guess it was just listen. It was Rory's open there, right? That was, it like was his supposed home to. Be. It was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. just one. He was one. Didn't happen. I think one bad tee shot away. That first, he he did he triple bogey the first hole. I think snap one out of bounds, right? And and then that was it from I, there. I
1: need more of a heads up to look it up. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, talk about most biggest disappointments of the year. Yeah, it'll be that one. Um, yeah, that one's gonna sting for a while. Mm. But good natured story. The Correct. party afterwards. Really cool stuff.
0: So in return though, we got Shane Lowry, okay, which is one my one last shot. And Shane Lowry, it's got that Darren Clark story kind of written all over it where uh guys that don't blow you away with PGA tour victories and major championships, but um it's cool to see and we can't relate to it. Um there's something about the open uh for those guys that come from Europe and uh are more connected to that major where I think that there's some of these guys out there on tour from that area that would, if they could just win that and call it a career, they'd be more than happy. And to see how Shane Lowry reacted to it, uh, which is such an awesome moment. I think that he's content. I hope we see more out of Shane Lowry. I hope he doesn't just, you know, hang it up now and say that's a career. Uh, Shane Lowry's a big first day masters
1: leader. He Take note of that. He loves day one leads at the masters. I think there are two follow-up thoughts there uh, that I'm going to hit you with before we wrap this up. Um, one is the Shane Lowry story. Mm-hmm. Is it a big deal because of his body type and because of the way he carries himself? Like, thick. Are we all rooting for the normal-looking guy yes. instead of
0: Dustin Johnson? Now, where does Patrick Reed fall into that? Because, man, does Patrick Reed look normal.
1: He does. I still don't think anyone's rooting for Patrick Reed yeah. outside of his immediate family. Yeah. And his, his parents, brother-in-law, his parents is, that he doesn't even talk to. Yeah. Oh man. So it, it's even his immediate family is a little bit smaller circle than <laughs> most of us. Um, but my second thought is, on the spot, you have to win one of the four majors. Mm. What's your pick? I'm, this is a really hard decision. I'm
0: a 38 long, and I'm sliding on the green jacket. Really? Oh my gosh! Are you not? What's yours? The PGA? Do you love the PGA? Uh, no. So it, it, it's um. You could love the PGA and not want to ma- have that be your favorite major. It's fine. I take that back.
1: No, I think it's, it's such an interesting question. Mm. And, I mean, I asked it, so obviously I think it's an interesting question. I'd hope so. But I am really, really torn. And I think when it comes down to it, it's Augusta. Mm. And my reasoning is I love the U.S. Open. It falls close to my birthday every year. It's close to Father's Day every year. Yes. Very, very special. I love the British Open, uh, or the Open. It is unbelievable, and the courses they play, and more of a creative game. So that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And the PGA, as a PGA member, how wouldn't you want to win the PGA championship? No, I know. It. It's I tremendous. Know it. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, winning at Augusta, getting to play the rest of your life in the Masters. till I'm 90. Becoming Wheelchair. a member there because you've won. So the rest of your life, you can go and play at the Masters. Um, which is something I've yet to do. Mm. So I would like to do that. Or and play the like rather. Yeah. Okay. You, oh, can, you, you can only play the Masters once a year, but yes. you can play Augusta throughout the year. Yes. Uh, and um, so when it comes down to it, got to win the Masters and uh, just bask in that, like, 92-year-old Caleb in the Par 3 contest. Yes, all Teeing that. it up on the first hole and... I want them, much like Gary Player, to be like, look, at some point, yeah. you've got to hang it up, bud.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're rooting for it. You've got to go at some point. But do you, are, they, are they erasing your dues from the PGA, if you win the PGA Championship?
1: Is that written in there? Do you no longer have to? No, I think you're still going to have to pay those the you pay the $250. Dues? fee you mean the pga tour dues no i'm the, the actual pga of america dues? pga of america i'm talking if you're a pga pro and then you win the pga championship they're like all right you're good now no i think well. i think if you're class a still they would make you pay that fee and they i don't want, want to it. say on the podcast how high it is Mm-mm. but it's it's 10 lunch tabs deep got it so depending an on your lunch. number mm. it's a, it's a big number
0: yeah so I think they should waive that, though. Man, it's a, it's a nice trophy you're bringing home. PGA Pro wins it. I think that you're good. You're not – I don't know.
1: Yeah, I see where you're headed.
0: Anyway, one last shot. Shane Lowry, what a win. We're getting into PGA dues. Um, it was a cool moment. Cool to see someone win on their almost home soil, right? He's from Ireland, not Northern Ireland. Um, but, again, an awesome moment. Cool to see him and his family enjoy that afterwards. And, you know, that's my takeaway from that. Caleb, what else you got for the people today?
1: No, I think it's um – we're at a a time on the calendar where we've got a couple of weeks here before the tour gets going again. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable season. Um, looking forward to the Hawaii events that get rolling. um, tournament of champions first and then the other Hawaii events. And then, uh, we get to the Cali swing and then yeah. the Florida swing. And, um, I think big things out of the tour this season. And, um, we got a lot of storylines. we got Tiger, Brooks, Rory, uh, does Jordan Spieth get back to form? Um, I just think there's going to be so much to talk about. So we've got a couple weeks here without any events, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll get rolling in the new year. So it's very exciting.
0: 114 days till Augusta. Wow. 114. Who's counting, though? It's going to be an exciting start to the year. Again, like Caleb talked about, a ton of storylines coming up. We'll see how Tiger uh, bounces back in 2020 to follow up another awesome year if he can throw in another green jacket he how does that work now with if you win back-to-back who comes out the guy that won two years ago again I believe so So Patrick Reed would throw the coat on him again is that correct I think that's two years ago so again hopefully we see Patrick Reed throwing another coat on Tiger here uh, on 114 days but again that's all we got so a good a good President's Cup wrap-up today Uh, we gave you guys pretty much every single opinion that we had on that event it was an awesome event Uh, It's going to set the stage for years to come, to say the least, for the President's Cup. I think it's in a whole new light now, uh, which having Tiger and these big-name guys, you know, has has a lot to do with that. But, again, President's Cup, some awesome moments for our 2019 season. And we look forward to closing out this year with you guys here with a couple more podcast episodes. All right, again, we appreciate you listening. Have an awesome rest of your week. And we shall see you next time.